According to 2 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 22, Ahaz turned from the Lord. In the time of his distress, the same king Ahaz became unfaithful to the Lord. What a distressing response. And yet, when we take a look at the sad events of Ahaz's life, some of us might might be able to see and understand exactly why Ahaz did that. I want us to take a look this evening at Ahaz's life, king of Israel, uh, king of Judah, excuse me, and why he turned away from the Lord. And see if we can learn some lessons from that this evening. Before we do, would you bow with me in prayer, please? Almighty God and Father in heaven, we love you and we praise your name. We lift you up on high. We thank you for providing for us. We thank you for the homes in which we live and the cars we drove here tonight, the heaters we have that keep us warm in, these, in this cold weather. And we're thankful for the clothes that we wear and the coats that we have that help us brave these elements. We're thankful that you provide us so many things for comfort. But we pray, Father, that you would help us to always be willing to endure anything in order to serve you, to honor and glorify you, thanking you for your Son who died for us. We are amazed that you have allowed us this forgiveness. And we pray that you help us always to look to your Son on the cross and remember what he did for us so that we might overcome the tempter, that we might turn from his evil paths and walk in your paths of righteousness. Father, we love you and we praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ahaz had a series of unfortunate events, bad luck, hard luck, some of us might call it. He became king when he was age 20, according to 2 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 1. If you read 2 Chronicles chapter 27, he was, uh, uh, his father Jotham had strengthened the kingdom. And no doubt Ahaz expected God to do for him some of the same things that he had done for Jotham, but it didn't work out that way. Ahaz suffered a series of of defeats, and God did not help him with these things. According to Second Chronicles 28 and verse 5, the king of Aram defeated him and carried away a great number of captives. But it wasn't just these complete foreigners. Even Israel got into the picture. The king of Israel inflicted him with heavy casualties, slew 120,000 in one day. Not only were these general defeats of his nation, but he also had some personal things that came up. Zikri slew Messiah, the king's son. And Azrikim, the ruler of the house of the king, and Elkanah, the second to the king. So Ahaz just endured some very difficult and hard things. And God didn't stop this. God allowed all these unfortunate events to take place in Ahaz's life. The Edomites carried away captives. The Philistines also had invaded the cities and settled there, according to Second Chronicles 28, verse 17 and verse 18. And so, in the midst of all this hard luck, this king did what any king would do. He decided to find some help. And so he called on Assyria. But we find that when he called on Assyria for help, Assyria came against him and afflicted him, according to verse 26 and verse 20, of, excuse me, verse 16 and verse 20 of that same chapter. So here he is, he's down, he's out, he's on a hard luck, and he calls for some help, and the folks that are supposed to help him kick him while he's down. Ahaz endured incredible hard luck. And so some of us would not be surprised then to read Second Chronicles 28 and verse 22 where it says, In the time of his distress, this same king Ahaz became unfaithful to the Lord. Ahaz thought, well, if Jehovah's not going to help me, why should I serve him? And so we watch what Ahaz does in the following verses. In verse 23, he sacrificed to the gods of Damascus and said, Because the gods of the kings of Aram helped them. He says, look, Damascus is whooping me. Their gods are helping them. I, maybe I should sacrifice to their gods because my God's not helping me at all. And so he turned on him. But it went even farther than that. 
He cut the utensils of the house of God in pieces and He closed the doors of the house of the Lord. According to verse 25, in every city of Judah He made high places to burn incense to the other gods. What an amazing response. That's the story that Ahaz would tell us if he was coming to us to seek counsel and sympathy. Look at all these bad things that have happened to me. What should I do? How should I respond? God wouldn't help me. He he continued to allow these bad things to happen. But you see, I haven't shared with you all of the story. And so often is the case, when we take a look at the hard luck that we face, we don't always look at all of the story. You see, we skipped the first five verses. In 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verses 1 and 2, it says that Ahaz didn't do right in the sight of the Lord, but he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. Remember all those bad things that happened to him? Well, in verse 6, it said that Pekah, that's the king of Israel, slew in Judah 120,000 in one day because they had forsaken the Lord. Why did this happen? It wasn't just hard luck. It was because Ahaz had forsaken the Lord. Then in verse 19 it says, For the Lord humbled Judah because of Ahaz, for he was very unfaithful. And perhaps you noticed if you had gone ahead and opened your Bible to the passage instead of just looking at the screen, but I left out a couple of words in Second Chronicles 28 and verse 22. In the time of his distress, the same king Ahaz became yet more unfaithful to the Lord. He might come to us with a hard luck story. Look at how bad it's been. I've done my best. I've worked hard to be king and God just hasn't been there for me. And so I'm just not going to put up with him anymore. But the reality is when we take a look at all that happened in Ahaz's life, it happened because Ahaz made the choice not to follow God early on. This wasn't a story of hard luck. This was a story of disobedience and judgment. No matter how Ahaz might look, oh, it's awful, I'm going to turn completely from the Lord. I think we can learn some very simple lessons from this. Uh, Four lessons, in fact. The first lesson that we need to learn from this is that rarely is hard luck simply luck. Most of the time, it's our choice. I recognize that there are some few people who actually have faced an amazing amount of hard luck. There's someone, one in a thousand, really is just completely a victim, that they've made all the right choices, and yet because we live in a wicked world, And because we live in a world in which God allows everyone to have free will, they've really faced just some terrible hard luck. And I realize, of course, that all of us, at one time or another, really have faced some hard luck, some bad things that have just happened. But the great majority of the people and the great majority of the time, the things that we look at and like to call bad luck and hard luck are usually only the result of choices that we have made in our lives. In our society, we don't want to take responsibility for anything until we can look at our lives through rose-colored glasses. And we can look at ourselves and think, I've just done so much and I've tried so hard and yet look at just all these bad things that happen to me. Boy, if, if it weren't for bad luck, I just wouldn't have any luck at all. Oh, it seems like the cards are stacked against me. And yet, how often is it really just our own choices? We, we have a hard time learning that I am where I am today because of the choices I've made yesterday. And that is so often the case. And that's what happened with Ahaz here. Ahaz got mad at God, and in his distress, he decided to become yet more unfaithful to God. But this wasn't hard luck. This wasn't what God had done to him just out of 
just because he didn't like Ahaz. Ahaz had made choices. He had chosen not to follow God. He had chosen to turn away from the path of his father, Jotham. He had chosen to turn away from the path of his father, David, and follow after what the kings of Israel did. And then he was shocked and surprised when Jehovah God judged him using these foreign nations. Ahaz wasn't here because of bad luck. Ahaz was here because he had made choices that turned him away from God's path. And God allowed those choices to follow through to their logical conclusion. When we're facing hard times, I realize, as I said, that sometimes, yes, it's just hard luck. But most of the time, we need to take a look at what choices we made that brought us where we are. How could we have behaved differently for things to be different now? We need to place the responsibility on our shoulders. And I know in our society, we're, we're not very comfortable with that. But let me explain to you that that is where freedom really is. When I realize that it's my choices that have caused my day today, then I am free to recognize that my choices today will cause my tomorrow. And I can change them. And I can change what my tomorrow will be. In fact, that leads to the second lesson that we learned from Ahab. And that is that we need to quit making the same bad choices. You know, here's the interesting thing. We read all the passages already. Ahaz turned from the Lord. Ahaz was unfaithful. Ahaz turned Judah from the Lord. And so God sent all this judgment on Ahaz. All these bad things were happening. And all Ahaz had to do was just take a look at his life. Here are the choices I've made. Here's what God's done to me for it. And then Ahaz would be able to say, you know what? I'm going to change. I'll do something different. I'll decide to start following God. If I get closer to God, maybe God will help me more. But that's not what Ahaz did. Ahaz just continued making the same bad choices that he had always made. And when he got to the bottom here and God had been against him and God had judged him, instead of repenting and coming back to God, he got further away from God. And at this point, he destroyed the utensils of the temple. He built all these altars all over Judah to to sacrifice other gods. He went wholesale to Damascus to worship their gods because supposedly their gods had helped him. He continued to make the same bad choices. And guess what happened? He continued to face the same judgment from God. When we take a look at these kinds of stories, when we consider what happened with Ahaz here in Second Chronicles chapter 28, one of the things that we need to learn is that when I'm making bad choices and it's causing bad luck in my life, I need to start making different choices. We hear the story about the guy that goes to the doctor and says, Doctor, man, it hurts when I do this. And what's the doctor say? Well, stop doing that. And we laugh, and that's a little bit humorous, and they play it up on sitcoms for for a little bit of a laugh. But you know, there really is some truth to that. How much wiser would it be for us if we realized, when I do this, it hurts. Well, stop doing that. When I make this choice, it causes problems. Well, stop making that choice. Make a different choice. When we turn from the paths of righteousness, we need to expect that bad things are going to happen. And if we want God to be with us, we need to turn back on to His paths of righteousness. Lesson number three. I know y'all are enjoying this because this is a short one tonight. I didn't realize quite how short it was. God is not obligated to make everything better. You consider Ahaz. And it seems that Ahaz had the idea that God was obligated to him. He must have thought that 
Because when God didn't help him, and when God didn't deliver him from all his enemies, Ahaz didn't sit back and say, well, I'm getting what I deserve. Ahaz got mad at God. He must have thought that God owed him something just because he was king of Judah. Well, God helped my father. He was king of Judah. He ought to help me too because I'm king of his covenant people. Do we ever feel like that? Well, I'm a Christian. I got baptized. I go to the church that teaches the right things about pianos and about the Lord's Supper and the Lord's Day and all those kind of things. God owes me something. It just doesn't work that way. God is not obligated to do anything for us. God is not obligated even when we have served Him faithfully. We're still just unworthy servants, Luke 17 says. He is not in our debt even when we have done what is right, let alone when we've turned away from His path. When we've turned away from His path, God is not obligated to make everything better. We need to remember, however, that God has given us the key to our problems. See, sadly, what so often happens is we make these bad choices and we now deal with the consequences of our bad choices and we wave the magic prayer wand and we think that God is now going to swoop in and just fix everything overnight. But it just doesn't work that way. But God has given us the key to fix our problems. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. He's given us all we need so that we can do all we need to do. And when we make His wise choices, we're going to have a lot better luck. I realize, again, that there's, there are those chances, and we're going to talk about Job in just a moment, there are those times when we do everything right, and still, because of the world we live in, things go wrong. But in general, when we serve the Lord and we do His wise things, wise things happen to us. But we need to remember this, that when we have made bad choices, like Ahaz made bad choices, and we get into bad problems, we didn't get into those problems overnight. We're not going to resolve those problems overnight. But we can get into the Word We can study it. We can learn it. We can apply it. And God's wisdom will fill our lives. And God will be with us. And He'll guide us and He'll protect us. And our lives will turn. And of course, ultimately, if they don't in this life, they will turn in eternity. But we need to remember this. God has given us the fix for all of our problems. We just need to get into His Word and apply it to our lives. Not be like Ahaz and turn from the Lord. Which leads us to the final lesson that Ahaz offered for us. And that is, no matter what, don't turn from God. No matter what, don't turn from God. I mean, let's just say, just for GPs, that Ahaz really had been that hard luck case that he apparently thought he was. Let's just pretend for just a moment that Ahaz had done everything right, but God had allowed these kingdoms to come in and conquer him, had allowed his son to die and the ruler of his house to die and the second in command to die, and all of these bad things had happened. What good would it do Ahaz to turn from the Lord? I'll show him. If he's not going to help me, well, I'll just quit serving him. What would that accomplish? 
You know, all it would accomplish is the fact that not only would Ahaz have had a miserable life, he would have had an unbearable eternity. And that's it. And I'm amazed sometimes when I see Christians who face difficult times. And, and sometimes, I, you know, I'm not the judge in all of these cases. Some of them may well have been that one in a thousand. It really it was just hard luck. They really were just completely a victim. And bad things happened to them. And they decided, that's it. If God's going to let this happen to me, I'm not going to serve Him. What are they accomplishing? I'll show Him. What are they trying to do? Well, I'll put God in His place. I'll just quit serving Him. What, what are they trying to do? Beat Him? What would it accomplish for them? Maybe you have a case against God. Maybe God has treated you poorly. He still holds your soul within His hand. The fact that you decide to quit serving Him doesn't mean He no longer exists. The fact that you might decide to quit obeying His Word doesn't mean He'll no longer judge you according to it. Is it really worth it to put God in His place and show Him how mad you are to spend eternity in hell? I'll show God I'll live in a way where He'll just send me to hell forever. Hmm, that'll show Him. It sounds kind of silly when you think about it like that, doesn't it? I mean, what good would it accomplish? I think about Job. If anybody ever was a hard luck case, it's Job. If anybody ever did what was right, and yet God treated him badly, it's Job. And yet, even in the midst of everything that Job said, I mean, Job got mad at God, and he wanted to stand before God, and he wanted to talk to God, and he wanted to lay his case out before God. But even in the midst of all that, in Job 19.25, Job remembered this, As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will take his stand on the earth. No matter how bad it is, Job said, I at least remember this, that God is still my Redeemer, and he will make his stand. And I'm not going to leave it. And that's the approach that we need to take. Maybe it's not our choices. Maybe it really was bad luck. Maybe it's not our choices. Maybe God has really just allowed some bad things to happen to us. But what good is it going to do us to turn away from Him and go to hell? Why not serve Him? Because He's still our Redeemer. And He will make His stand. And He will win. And we want to be on His side. Ahaz, however, just looked at his life as a series of bad luck, as a series of God just being against him, and oh, woe is me. And so he threw up his hands, and he just completely turned away from God. What good did it do him? Not a bit. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what's happened in your life. But, but I have no doubt in an audience of this size, just like in any, uh, any audience, there are folks that have gone through some really hard times. And we get mad at God at times. And I'm not necessarily even saying there's anything wrong with that. Job got mad at God. Some of the psalmists seem like they're mad at God. But they take it to God, but they stay with God. And that's what I want to encourage you. If you're going through hard times, begin by looking at what choices have you made. 
And when you find that some of your choices have led to these hard times, start making different choices. Remember that God is not obligated to just come in and fix everything. And whatever you do, don't turn away from God because He's the only Savior there is. The only one. So stay with Him. Otherwise, it won't be a story about Ahaz' bad luck. It'll be ours. And the outcome will be the same.